Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms who've been real life best friends for more than two decades. We're trying to create gracious homes that are welcoming, but also functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode of Welcome Home, it's life skills for all. Do you know how to change a tire? Do your children? Can you change a light bulb without getting glass shards in your eyes? Plan a party? Properly forward mail? We're diving into a list of over 90 skills we all should have while debating which ones to teach our children. Plus, what Graham could teach Elon Musk about his finances, how hunting for water in the desert could end up killing you, and whether our guests should be deputized to use a plunger. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham, to your lovely under construction home. Oh, it's always something fun over here. We have we have a, someone moving into our house on Thursday, allegedly, although I haven't even spoken to the guy. I'm so sorry. I just took a drink of my drink and it um, smalls. Wait, I got to get back to that. But ugh, this is terrible. Body armor light. Why do you drink all these weird beverages? Because the You're kids the- like one beverages for their... You know what? I don't know how. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. Table that. Why do you have someone moving into your house? That's more important. We decided that it was less expensive to let someone live in our house for the summer rent free than it would be to board our dog for all the time traveling. So uh, that is a this- wise decision. Yeah. So basically, and it's actually kind of fun. We have this young gentleman, I guess you could say he's a recent college graduate, but he's also a basketball coach. My kids love basketball. And so we're hoping that they can play a little basketball. He can live rent-free. I'm not really quite sure what it's going to be like, but the reason it made me think of that was because, you know, I usually walk around in my icky grandma bathrobe and I'm like, I can't do that every day. So I bought myself kind of this old mom cardigan that I'm going to break out. Wait, I'm trying to think, do you have a, like a private entrance to your guest room or is he just like not really. It's just kind of far on the other side of the it's house. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's away from where we sleep, but, um, but it's no, it's not like its own freestanding pavilion or anything like that. Yeah. He's legit living with you. He's legit living with us. Like if he wants a kitchen, if he wants to make himself an egg in the morning, he's got to be in my kitchen. And you know how it is when you're like in your own kitchen, you've got your hairs crazy. You barely brush yeah. your teeth, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And like, I usually, you know, it's my house. Like I walk around, you know, in my bathrobe and my slippers and whatever but I'm like this might not be the most appropriate way to greet a newcomer well it's so interesting too because you're gonna get like you're gonna get that feeling of like what is 22 because yes right like you're gonna like inflict your expectations of your grown-up you're a college graduate you're a voter you're allowed to drink alcohol you know like, yeah or maybe have girls over i don't know right. i mean you're like yeah right but then at the same time like you're gonna also be like you're such a child like <laughs> you know right. i know i know it's a very strange hybrid so i'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward to it in a way but then i also am having a fireplace built in our bedroom we've got a lot going on we're we are fully under construction our house is fun i woke up at five this morning to rain coming into this fireplace that's in the midst of construction 
Oh, no. It was just pouring rain into my bedroom. Oh, no. Yeah, but I think they're fixing that. And gray skies are going to clear up. The sun's out for the next five days. All is well. But um, but it is one thing when you hear just rain like pouring into your bedroom and there's nothing you can do about it. That has happened to me. We took off our roof like maybe 10 years ago, eight years that. ago, and it was the 100 the year storm. <laughs> oh, in Arizona. Right. So that yeah. never happens. Yeah. That's well, it crazy. happens. There's monsoon season in the summer. Mm-hmm. But like this was like a crazy storm and we didn't have a roof. It was rough. It was rough. Um, Okay. But so, yeah, so I was going to explain to you because I actually need your advice on this. This will actually lead us a little bit into our topic too. Mm -hmm. Which we should Um, probably introduce at some point. Yeah. So we're talking about like kind of like life skills, but that's just a teaser. That's just a little taste. So here's a problem that I have. I'm trying to teach my children a life skill of like basic economics, right? So they like to go to school and they have like they each have an account you know for the school lunches and they like to go to school and buy chips for like a dollar fifty each and i'm like what i think a lot of people listening feel that yeah it's very like we all get busted with the chips yes right or or like mom i bought a cookie it was two dollars or i bought chips Mm -hmm. it was you know a dollar fifty or about a gatorade it was two dollars and i brought them to costco and i'm like here is a bag of you know here's the exact same chips it's literally the same bag they're selling at school Mm -hmm. but like you know, when I do it and we did it, we got a little math lesson. I'm like, it's like 40 cents, 40 cents. I was just going to say 40 cents. That's funny. Well, but then you get like me, you and I are price per unit people. That's how we roll. Well, but then you get like me, who's literally like putting goldfish into a Ziploc bag, because if you do that, you can get it down to like eight cents. I mean, why, why on earth are we pre-packaging? Well, that's, that's a whole nother conversation because what I really need and listeners, if you have any thoughts on this, I've got a whole list of challenges. Um, my son likes a very thin lunchbox in his defense. Like he has to cram all the stuff in a backpack and then he's got to grab it in a locker. Anyway, they like a thin lunchbox, but I need a lunchbox that has like a bento box type of thing. Okay. But I can't have it look babyish. That's the thing. I need like a grown up mature bento box lunchbox thing because like i i I went i went on that tangent for a while with the putting goldfish in bags and it's just like i know it's a pain it's it's a pain pain. but when i've got bento boxes then it's like yeah i can just pour a little each one i get assembly line style it's great but anyway it's smarter um, it's better for the environment i'm I'm more more and more trying to think about ways to be better for example with gas like i realized don't sit in my car and just read a book while my child's at practice like turn off the engine and go in and just sit you know Mm-hmm. versus sit. I mean, I don't actually do that that often, but I do try to think about those things a little bit. Mm. Or when they ship those little snack packs, they're just shipping air, oh, right? Cause they're all puffed up with air. It drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, but, but yeah, so, so they buy these drinks and it drives me bananas because one, they're just full of sugar and two, they're expensive. And so yeah. now I'm like, I have to go buy crappy drinks at Costco, where what I should say is here's oh, because they, now bottle. they have a, a lowbrow drink addiction because yeah. they've discovered them at school. Right. And it's like what I should say is you have to drink water. Yeah. But- I have a hard line. We're pretty much water people. So <laughs> it's very, very good. Why don't you confess what you really drink? What do I really drink? Oh yeah, I drink a ton of milk. Really? I drink so much milk. And we we drink a, probably what people would think would be like a creepy amount of milk. Mm-hmm. You guys, I feel like, a, I feel like if you looked at our deal. dinner table, we'd be like 
in like some Kansas Midwestern family, totally. like just drinking our glasses of milk. Like I feel like it's very Norman Rockwell if you look at our dinner table. We had I a love sponsorship milk. deal with milk that unfortunately fell through at the very last minute. This was like a billion dollar real estate deal. It really for the was. amount of back and forth negotiations we had over this milk advertisement. I was I've pumped. never seen Graham more excited than to be a milk sponsor. Yeah, to be the face of milk. I mean, it was I was excited about that. That was cool. <laughs> One of many, but yeah. Whatever. We we had a shot in the big leagues. It was fun. <laughs> she was, least, I mean, beside cool. herself. You know. When Graham loves her milk. But anyway, so that's like a life skill I've been teaching my kids, which we will bring us into today's topic. Life skills. It's a cool idea. So I found this awesome checklist. You know, I love a checklist and they're called life skills for today's young adults. And it was just things that I think we can be teaching our children. It's a great list of, you know, do they know how to do that? Right. But I also feel like I was looking at the list and it's interesting. It does remind me a little bit of an episode we did. Like, how do you not know how to do that? Yes, I do remember that. Okay. So I want to put a little welcome home spit on it. Okay. And I want to say, as you're going through this, I want us to also maybe, we should have like a, a code word or a sound. I wish I had sound effects. I wish I had like a bell I could ring. Uh, uh, Mary Alice. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that to Mary Alice. I do have a cell phone with like the whole internet um, in my hand. I could find a sound. Anyhow, we're not going to do that. Um, but we'll say, let's have a word that says, this is really something I could work on as a life skill as well. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Or if it reminds you of a life skill that's not on this list, but it reminds you of one, because also I think that we're the homework class you wish you'd been offered. And so there's a lot of things like, why was this not taught to me? Yeah, no, I actually feel angry sometimes because I I remember asking my parents to teach me more things at a time, like tell me more things. Like I really want to be prepared and them not following through. So let's dive in. Okay. Change a tire. This is something that's the number one thing on the list. It's the first thing I do. I actually do not know how to do that. So I have not changed a tire in forever, but before I was allowed to get my license, I had to change a tire and my dad would like time me with a stopwatch. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'll travel with you then. So you would know how to no, do it. I don't remember. That was so long ago. And I'll just tell you the truth. The first time I got a flat tire, I was in high school and I was driving. Boots used to live on like this hill and it was this super, very, very steep hill. And I, and then his driveway was off to the side. So it was steep hill, turned up steep driveway, double steep. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a flat tire on the bottom of his street. <laughs> and I drove it up the street with three tires up his driveway. And I'm like, I got a flat. And then he changed <laughs> it. And my dad was like, where did you, you got this flat in your boyfriend's driveway. I'm like, I know. Can you believe it? That's ridiculous. Oh my God. It always seemed like a very dangerous thing to me. I mean, I feel like the oh, idea of pumping your car up on some sort of flimsy little metal thing, it always just seemed like a bad idea that I wasn't really oh sure. Actually, maybe we should dive into that. The reason I haven't taught myself to change a tire because I don't think it's a good idea for me to know how to do. Because It I've just seems every... very dangerous. Totally. Totally. I know. It's yeah. terrifying. And then also when you see someone change a tire, like when you call, the next one is call roadside assistance. Mm-hmm. When you see- Yeah, it's always someone... looks dangerous. Well, no, no. I was going to say, when you see someone from AAA doing it, it's like watching a professional painter versus like watching me with like a little Crayola set. Like their tools are better. They do it like a hundred times faster. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like I've got like the little dinky, like 
DIY, like my first toolkit set that comes with your car. You know, they've got like the professional, like they just go boom, push a button and the car's like up. Like I trust their equipment. That's what I'm saying. What if the car dropped on you? Like jacking up a car thus to remove a tire does not seem like something I need to be doing. I'm just going to say. Fine. Unless you're trapped in the desert. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a life skill. It's a life skill, but roadside assistance. Then call. Okay. So I have to tell you. When you were talking about when you were talking about not sitting in the car and reading a book, okay. um, I got a new car. I had a car for about twelve years, and I just got my new car, and I got a Tesla. And talk about sitting in the car. Now I don't have to feel guilty about using, um, like, using oh yeah, you're right. You're just using your electricity. You don't have to. You can just. But you hang understand, Graham? I've got Netflix, Hulu, Disney oh, Plus. Wow. Oh, you're I right. I can and- literally sit in my car and just watch movies. Oh, no. You don't uh, you have the crackling fireplace, too. I have a You've crackling fireplace cool. that plays like, like, let's make love tonight. It's <laughs> 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 romantic music. It's the romance setting. It's really amazing. Those cars are so cool. Oh, um, they're really cool. But, okay. Renew your license registration. That's crucial. Uh, how to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I can't really relate to that. I feel like that's, I, I feel just like think you, it, you need know. people who are intelligent, you know, you just need to be on it. I think that's part of it is just teaching our children to kind of be on it, to pay attention to things like that. Right. Like yeah. that you, every half a year you have to, or whatever it is, you have to pay your car insurance. I mean, just kind of recurring bills, recurring licenses and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. How sure. to schedule an appointment. How would you not know how to do that? I don't know. I wonder. I just wonder if my children could do that right now. I guess, granted, my oldest is 11, but um, but I think that's a good skill. Send a professional email. We're not quite there yet. That's like a that's a co- collegiate level skill, I would say. Well, OK, no, I don't think so. The ultimate life skills challenge for today's adults, like sending a professional email. I think you have to do that in high school. Okay, hopefully. Maybe even late middle school. Like, I feel like that could come up to Hugh. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's not going to happen overnight. It's like when they first stay home alone. It doesn't happen where like, okay, I'm going to go out for like a six-hour event. It's like, I'm going to run to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That's the one across the street. I'm going to pay more because it's closer, you know, because like I need to make this like a quick 15-minute trip, you know? Absolutely. That's how you start. So I think like you start with like, okay, what do you want to say? Show it to me before you send it. You're writing it to like your school principal or something. Right. It's not like, hey, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Yeah. And you, but I mean, you're not going to send a letter to like, you know, Elon Musk, your first. As For your a first tweet. Email. A tweet. Did you see that? <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm not feeling why one would buy Twitter. I don't see it. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter, but I just, I didn't see that as the best use of funds. <laughs> Me, who's talking about prepackaging my own goldfish, <laughs> does not approve of Elon Musk's $44 billion acquisition of Twitter. <laughs> They're very that, related. That was a head scratcher to me. I was like, really? really? Funny. Like, where did you see? How did you see the monetization of that? I find it to be the most messy interface. I don't feel like he needs to worry about monetization. I think at this point, it's just like principles. Like, we're having free speech. Oh, you won't give it to me? I'm going to buy it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I see it more as like... um. As more as like, you know, kind of like when you get extra money you want to give to charity. I feel like this is his like when you're at that level, like you want to like make a societal impact. I don't think he's worried about like turning a profit. Okay. Except I see these things as such a flash in the pan. Hopefully he can find someone to sell it. Twitter is a flash in the pan, you think? Yeah, I kind of think so. (laughs) 
You know what is the saddest? I mean, do you I check Twitter? I guess there's significantly Twitter? sadder stories, but Snapchat. I mean, I wonder that person who like was offered like three billion dollars for Snapchat, like the minute it came out, and they're like, no. Wait, did they I, turn it down? Yeah. Huh. I know. You never know what's going to come in and come out. I mean, that's the thing. Right. Like I when mean, someone offers you billions of dollars, like I would just be like, okay, next project. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll move on to the next like, thing. Done. <laughs> Rubber stamp. I know. Like, what's okay. your time worth? What's your time worth? If it's worth Graham putting goldfish in a Ziploc. That's We're true, also an right? economics show. Too, I so. could be better. We have a sponsor we want to tell you about. Egyptian cotton t-shirts. So what are these t-shirts guys they're not your typical t-shirt they're 100 percent authentic egyptian cotton certified. have you ever even heard of that kirsten Egy yes. like no, no 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 here's the deal I, of course we've heard of it egyptian cotton it's like yeah yeah no big deal egyptian cotton we hear it all the time but but not what? in clothes uh-uh well no 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 that's a lie only one percent of the world's entire um the world the entire world's cotton is actually egyptian cotton so like you hear this this term being tossed around willy-nilly you've been living a lie there's only i mean this is a very rare commodity um so these actually come from egypt uh they are 100 organic egyptian cotton non-toxic low impact dyes they are made ethically in the actual cairo egypt and shipped to the us for free um with 150 plus order Yes, darling pants and t-shirts. I would definitely say like I order size small. They were definitely like loose on me. These are your comfy around the house. Like you can sleep in these pants, like super just like lounge wear. I would definitely say super lounge wear, but they make shirts and pants. Um, everything's pre-shrunk, which is really neat. Um, lovely, solid colors and incredibly comfortable. They um, have really nice deep pockets. The pants do. There's no I will tag. say these are, these are your Zoom pants, people. Like these are what you wear when you're business on top, casual on the bottom for the pants. Because mm -hmm. I've just realized I don't like sitting on a Zoom call in jeans. Like it's uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? Like and I, I definitely I'm ready to like put on, I, I know I said it before, I'm ready to like put on real clothes to go to work. But like, man, if I'm not, I want to be comfortable absolutely yeah well so they sell short sleeve crew necks short sleeve v-necks women's they sell uh men's sizes uh so there you go give them a try and also here's the other thing that is special about this company fair trade which is delightful and very important. All right. You can experience exceptional comfort every day from the world's best cotton. You'll get 20% off your purchase. If you use the coupon code, welcome home, all one word, try it in caps lock. We're pretty sure that'll work the best. So welcome home, all one word caps lock. And you go, this is a little long, but stick with me. You go to Egyptian cotton t-shirts.com. So that's Egyptian. So that's E-G-Y-P-T-I. <laughs> Egyptian and then cotton and then the letter, the letter T, T. and then the, then the word shirts.com. So the um, actual letter T shirts, no hyphen, no anything like that.com. Mm -hmm. So Egyptian cotton t shirts.com. Um, and use the code welcome home and you'll get 20% off your order. And we hope you enjoy it. It's also a really good gift for like your mom or your dad. I feel like very well, comfy. Well, what I like too is if you give it to uh, to someone as a gift, like I am reading about the supporting people, like they have hot, the workers receive a hot lunch each day. They have access to a medical clinic, medical clinic, safe working conditions, paid fair wages. The factory provides daycare education and part-time job for workers' children. So special company, um, go ahead and support them and use our coupon code. Thank you. Egyptian cotton t-shirts. Okay. Plunge a toilet, hang a picture. 
use wait, a fire wait, wait. extinguisher. Wait, wait, you skipped a really important one. Oh yeah, that, I feel like that's very old fashioned. Forward mail. Oh, when was the last time? You're totally right. It's old fashioned. I was thinking like how to forward you, an email, like reply, yeah. reply all. Forward an email. Yeah, I'm assuming every, all the children know how to do that. They're very techy. But actually, that's a really good question. How do you forward mail these days? I feel like it never works out. Oh, I have no idea. And I and I'm like so tired of getting the person who used to own this house's mail. I'm just frustrated by it. I don't know mm-hmm. how to do it. Cuz so I mean, quick, that's the thing. There's whatever the whatever put, the sound effect is. Bing. Right. Return no. to sender or do you say, you know, mailing what what is the formal delineation for forwarding mail? Um, it just seems very willy-nilly to just re-drop something in the in the mail. I know, but you some, know what? I am pen amazed by the post office. I'm like yeah. amazed. I am the too. crappy handwriting. Like, yes. I'm like the fact that they they're like the, the unsung detective heroes. Like, they what really they are. able? What, you know what I mean? It's incredible. So yeah, I actually do have. I have all the faith in the world that I can be like mail this to him. Like give this to Graham, and they'll like go home to their like. Yeah, and they're going to, like, research it. I have a good feeling about that. Oh, no, I'm a huge advocate for the post office. I love the postal service. I'm I'm always impressed with them, too. And the fact that they'll mail stuff in any way. My grandpa used to be, my South Carolina grandpa, used to be really, really creepy with how he'd package stuff. Like, because he, he once told me, like, you could mail something in anything as long as it was taped up properly. And so <laughs> I, I swear to you, that. he would take, like, a a carton of milk, like a half gallon of milk and put some stuff in it and then just tape it all around and slap a label on it and just stick it in the mail. I mean, just crazy stuff he would mail. That's actually amazing. And I really respect that because I have a big pile of hand-me-downs I have to send to my sister-in-law and it's going to take like a big box. And I was like, I'm not going and buying a box. Like I refuse. No, to what buy he a would box. do, I'm telling you what my grandpa would do. He would have put, thrown them all in like a grocery store plastic bag and then taped the heck out of the bag. Like almost made like a circular bundle, right? right. Like a waterproof right. circular yes. bundle. Waterproof. They will, they will, yeah, they will mail it. You don't need a box. It's, right. And so I don't want to buy a box. You. Well, you know what I'm doing is I'm just boots is gonna fly back to Phoenix like next week and i'm like i think it's probably cheaper for you to fly this as a checked bag than for me to ship it but mm. yeah no i'm not buying a box like that's against our principles but i thought we were talking about forwarding emails yeah i did want you to know that i had to teach my dad how to reply reply all oh i'm sure i'm sure you did um and they they get so excited when they teach you things i taught my dad the other day how to download an attachment um onto his computer <laughs> He was, he was emailing it to Kinko's and having them print it out for him. Stop it. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Just to read it. Yeah. To read it. He couldn't figure (laughs) out how to get all his medical records. Like that they were emailing him in attachments, like actually on his computer. He wanted to save them. So he had them all printed out. But every time he got a new medical record, he'd like send it to Kinko's or Office Depot and they would print it for him. What would he do? (laughs) Scan it into the computer then? Uh, no, no, he just, no, he feels very comfortable with paper copies. So that was thrilling. That was thrilling for him. The worst part we realized is that like he has the, um, combination to this big safe we have in our basement, but we don't, we know that he has it like written down somewhere. Scribble, scrabble. And does he know where it is? He does. But what if he kicks it? I mean, how am I going to get into the safe? Yeah. Somebody should have that. Yeah. Someone's got to get that. Um, that's a life skill cracking, cracking the safe open. Well, it was just funny because it was like going with my dad. He he acted like he didn't know the word reply all. My dad's really smart and surprisingly techy, but he had no, he just he just hates email. He does not believe in email. 
think about things that are flash in the pan. My dad's like, email's not going to stick around. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> so he thought email was a flash in the pan, but he was definitely like the reply all like he didn't know that, you know, it was just huh. like, he yet- was like, how do I reply? But like, I want to, I want to answer this email to everyone. And I'm like, well, it is all. kind of old fashioned. Think about it that we CC and like BCC. So CC oh, stands for so carbon copy. It's so <laughs> old fashioned. Like our children wouldn't know what a carbon copy was if they, you know, they. <laughs> I've, I've thought about that so many times because I love it when you go to like an event at a hotel and the credit card machine's not working and they get out that like, oh, they get out the paper. Yeah, like someone's got paper in a drawer. I remember one time when I worked at Origins in high school, like whenever the register would break, it would I would break out in a cold sweat thinking about having to like dip into the drawer and get out those little like, you know, hand runners that you'd have the to carbon do. Carbon machines. Wait a minute. By the way, Graham, how long did you work at Origins? I don't know. It feels like a million years, but it was probably like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Graham has more stories about her, her past career working at Origins. I like know, she talked about this thing in college, like she had worked there, you know, for a But decade. you would have thought I was like the general counsel for Origins. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she knew every product, weeks. like ingredients. <laughs> I was a real fan of that company. They, they, they even sent oh, me to training loyal? in Manhattan for a day. I was, I'm still loyal. I still use a lot of their products. They're mm-hmm. excellent. I don't know why Kathleen Jennings never talks about origins, to be honest. Like she's so fancy, but she's one of our skincare guests we had on quite some time ago. And she's got a bajillion everyone followers. In the everyone, world knows who Kathleen yeah, everyone buys all of her stuff and whatever. But I'm, every now and then I think to myself, like, what about some just old school oil of Olay and some origins? Like great products. Yeah. I still use my oil of Olay every day. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. Let's not okay, over fancy like ourselves. Number three on this list. <laughs> Let's keep I know going. That's what I'm saying. We got to keep moving. Change your light bulb, duh. Plunge a toilet. No, it's not duh. Change a light bulb is not duh. My husband changes light bulbs looking up at light bulbs. I don't like, here's the deal. My, he works with his eyes. He is an attorney. I need you to not look up at a light bulb when you're changing something that is up top. That never once occurred to me right now. So right now. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. if that thing pops, which is such a commonality, I've had so many light bulbs pop. You're going to get little tiny glass things in your eye. Hey, Graham, That's- I got a therapist joke for you. How many okay. narcissists does it take to change a light bulb? How many? None. They use gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait till we can start doing counseling episodes now that we have a subject matter expert. Okay. Plunge a toilet. I don't want to talk about that. Let's move on. It's important, though. Oh, with here's, a, here's a life skill question. Boots wants us to keep a toilet plunger in our guest room. Because he's like, imagine being the guest at a house, like not a guest room, I'm sorry, at the powder room. Like, you know, the one just like when people are over for dinner. He's like, imagine being there at a dinner party Uh and being in a situation where you need to plunge at the toilet and there's not a plunger. That's 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 really actually I have to side with boots on that. And that's kind of because I think imagine just coming to someone's house and be like, ew, toilet plunger. Ugh. Well, you keep it hidden, but you have it somewhere that they can get to it if they need it. Mm. That's actually, I think we that's don't have not... a vanity in there. We have a, like just an open. Oh, just a freestanding sink. Uh-huh. Hmm. That like, is a very. This, like gross plastic toilet plunger that people are like, that's a poop magnet out. <laughs> well, that's how I feel also about room spray or whatever it is. We don't have that in our house, but I feel like people kind of want that. It makes them feel comfortable. <laughs> it makes you feel safe. <laughs> how to hang a picture here's how you hang a picture you get married okay next and what to have them hang it 
Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I, oh, hate I love hanging pictures. Are you kidding me? I'm excellent at hanging pictures. I am very detail oriented and very like, I can't, I just kind oh, of see, like, I, if you, I, if you I have any it. picture in my house that I hung, there's mm-hmm. like 25 holes behind it where I like almost got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Harrison and I actually fight over hanging pictures because he's a complete perfectionist and I can eyeball most, I can really pretty much do it without measuring. That's what I think. I have to hang when he's not. Use a fire extinguisher. Okay. I recently taught myself to use that. So I'm feeling better about myself. I feel like um, the school should be helping out with some of these. Like I need a safety day at school. You know, like I feel like we had a safety day at school and that's when my kids were like, we need a fire extinguisher. We need a safety plan. I feel like I spent a lot more time riding around town on a fire extinguisher, on a, not a, on a fire truck than I did actually using, learning to use a fire extinguisher or fire. <laughs> I know stop, drop and roll, but I feel like I was always riding on a fire truck when I was little. Yeah. That was a uh, lots of riding on fire trucks, lots of stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Yeah. I wish, do they still do that? Do kids like ride on fire trucks? No, I feel like they prepared us for different things. Like I like saw this what? meme the other day that said, like, why, why? <laughs> I don't know. I remember what it said. It wasn't about kids, but it said, like, when I was a kid, I really thought I'd have to do a lot of like, find a lot of outfits that could effortlessly convert from work clothes to going out clothes. <laughs> They're like, it hasn't been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. We did yeah. need that. I thought oh, I, I really thought I'd be lit on fire a lot. Yeah, we, we did learn a lot about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, thought I was I'd have... very much prepared to survive in the desert. There was a lot of desert survival. Oh, I can get water from pretty much anything. <laughs> that's great to know i didn't realize that that's a very here's what they tell you after like days and weeks of teaching you how to like properly cut a cactus rib to like put it in a, <laughs> the right way where like the sun will make precipitation and then you can use like a you use plastic wrap to make it drip down they're like by the way you will exert far more energy in the sun doing this than you will be able to produce so it's a negative it's a net but this loss. makes me actually really happy, like locational life skills. Okay, yeah. so you can get water. See, because I but here's ca- thing, they're like, it's not going to be enough water. You're going to waste more water getting the water. So you only could move at night. That was like the big takeaway. They're like, listen, just lie there and try to find shade. Yeah, we know that. I mean, I feel like night. that's a basic desert night. skill. And so my life skill is always like, know everyone around you. I feel like that was a really big New York thing of like Mm. you, wherever you are, you have like an eye on everyone. Like, does that shady man have his hands in his pockets? What could be in his pockets? Like, is that lady carrying a purse? But really, could there be like something in the purse? You need to make sure. Is that guy going to offer you candy in the next three minutes? You're going to need to deflect that. Like we were always learning how to make sure like we knew exactly who was around us. Like if you could do a 360 and what they could spring on you. (laughs) and I actually think it's really helped me because I do have like I can go into a room and I almost have a little bit of Sherlock in me like I can like size up who's in the room what they're doing like if anyone's like a threat (laughs) you know yeah and like where and where the exits are yeah very good that was a big that was a big childhood thing like always know like what's coming at (laughs) you a lot of mob attacks Graham you're avoiding no, you were just like, you had to know like everything in your ether. Basically you had to like, wherever you were, you always had to size up, like even with driving, cause driving was so tricky to learn. Like you had to know like every car around you, you just had a really good eye on where and where would I drive with my husband? I feel like he doesn't really have a good sense of like 
what the, like, I could tell you the speed when I'm on the highway of every car around me, Mm. you know, like I could see if like the guy to my back rear right is going like 55 miles an hour versus 70 miles an hour. I could tell you that. So the moral of the story is send our new drivers to Long Island to really New York for training. Yeah. Mm. For driver training. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. I now know how to look for tit bites. Like that was, <gasps> that was, <laughs> that's a new oh. life skill. We've, we've actually, that's a life skill. My kids have gotten it too. It's like looking for tick bites. That is a big deal. Well, hopefully you never have to look for one because you never want to tick on you and you never want to get to bite stage. That's terrible. That's terrifying in Connecticut. Yeah. I'm more scared of that than I'm scared of like cholera. And to be honest, at some points like COVID, I mean, Oh, I'm way more scared of Lyme disease than COVID. Lyme disease like is having long no hours. joke. Yeah, the Connecticut people, because you guys have it everywhere up there. Sorry, be very scared of ticks. There is a well, real thanks, scare girl. of ticks. Sorry, I'll keep my kids thing. inside and out of playing outside the fun. And out of harm's way. Okay, knife safety. That's a good one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my, my dad sent my children a giant box of knives. I could see that. Yeah. It, it was one of those old filing cabinets. You know those like filing boxes when you like get fired from a job in like a movie oh, yeah. you have to leave the building with your plant? Oh, like, yes, yes, moved. yes. Yeah, one of those boxes with, like the, with box. the easily and, removable top. Mm-hmm. And when my parents moved, they brought like a bunch of junk they wanted to get rid of because they didn't want to move it. And one was this box and it said medical books. And then what? I opened it up and it was full of knives. And he like switchblades or? All the knives. Oh, every kind of knife you can imagine. I love that. What a sweet yeah. grandpa. I bet your boys love that. <laughs> There's more box of knives. Okay. Um, Prepare a meal for a guest. That's a good one. I like that. Meal plan. That's crucial. Obviously, we, you know I love that one. Oh, um, beep, whatever the sound is. What? What is your beep? I still don't really meal plan. I do it kind of, or now I'm, how about this? I'm not as good about following my intricate one every day, but I try to like plan out what we're going to have for the next five days. Like have a sense of the direction. Mm-hmm. Um, sew a button. Uh, mediocre at that. I know. I think that's so important. I actually do. I think that's really important. I could do it. It's just not beautiful looking. Wash um, laundry. You know what? Yeah. It's important hard- to teach your children. Well, I, yeah, we, it is, you know what? And I had this brilliant teacher at our old school, Mrs. Flower. She was amazing. And she said, hey, if your kids can figure out how to work an iPad, they can figure out how to work a dishwasher and That's a washing true. machine. And That's I might have even point. said that on the podcast, but it bears repeating because those are words of wisdom. That is true. It's very mm-hmm. true. They're they're smarter than we give them credit for. Um, mm-hmm. Understand credit and debit. I think that's important. Super important. Yeah. I don't think mine know that 
what are, what do you think about open a checking account? Well, we ooh, we're getting into a sensitive topic because you know I really like my green light accounts for my kids. Hmm. I actually meant to tell you this is more off topic, but I actually <laughs> I actually overdrew our business checking account <laughs> yesterday. I know I got a big thing. Okay, Wait, we'll talk what about do you mean that. You got, we need to talk about so, that offline. So beep, we need to teach Graham basic credit debit. No, I never do that. I have a B I'm wonderful with money. Something wrong happened. I can't believe you never told me. Why are you getting stuff in the mail? I got not- a lot of money and I was like, wahoo. Wait, I'm so confused. You got That's a lot why of I was going to go out and buy myself a new microphone. What are you talking about? You got a lot of money. We'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about that offline. Okay. <laughs> I was um, like really proud of us. <laughs> I hope I didn't make this up. Wait, wait, did you should have gotten money yesterday? I was transferring money from PayPal to our business checking account. We have a business checking account? I'm going to kill you. If I mess this up again, <laughs> you're dead. Okay. We're going to move on. Um, well, there we go. Make a large purchase. There, That's the next thing on the list. <laughs> Kirsten, do not spend any of the money. I'm really hoping that went directly into our checking account, not to you. Um, okay. Under, okay. Create a basic will. Uh, I, I don't think. I mean, the government creates one for you, I guess, if you have not created a basic will. <laughs> give us everything. Create a resume. There's, here's the problem. A lot of these are outdated. Now there's a wonderful website I use um, when I was making my resume to go to grad school and they'll like give you suggestions mm-hmm. for like, like what other people with that job did. Anyway, there's all I'm saying is that there's lots of, there's so many tools that were not available to us. There are sweet like, tools. For example, navigate without a map. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, yeah, but just had to use a map if they ever had to. How to use a map. Do you remember how we used to just drive like to places? Oh, I love it. We went it to seems, school. Does it seem reckless? Like so reckless. reckless. We went reckless. to school three hours from um from Washington, DC. And we had to go to Washington, DC and we would just drive and then like stop at a gas station. Like, which way's to DC? Like that was our <laughs> navigating style. And then one day we said which way to the airport? And so we went to like J, not JFK. What we Kennedy. went to Dulles when we no, we went to Dulles when we were supposed to go to Reagan. Which yes, is we for anyone who's Rome. familiar with DC, that is not a recipe for success when you're trying to leave the country because um, they're very far apart. They're very far apart, but like we didn't know. We just asked the guy at the gas station, "How do you get to the airport?" Oh yeah, and it was like five in the morning. So just finding someone at the gas station, right? I mean. Yeah, and we were just on the open road, no cell phones, no anything, just nothing. Oh my gosh, the road trips you take without cell phones—it sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was delightful. We always figured it out. We always got somewhere. Mm -hmm. But you do wonder how we figured that out. Okay, how to test a smoke alarm? You should know that. Push the button. Yeah, change air filters, vacuum and empty a filter. But I'm still gonna wait. Say it's clear. I don't think anyone vacuum to what filter? Vacuum and empty the filter. Oh, and empty the filter. Oh, I see. Of the vacuum. Okay, I so know. it depends on vacuum. your vacuum. Okay, here's why I don't want to skip some of these. Some of these are boring, but mow a lawn. Okay, that would not work since we don't own a lawnmower, which is not good. <laughs> Unclog. Okay, and I'm gonna throw in one here. Regional. Um, mm-hmm. Shovel snow. Ooh, very slower. crucial. But I feel like people would know how to actually shovel snow. Well, yeah. There is a little bit of a mechanism to that. You can't throw your back. You can throw your back out pretty quick. You got to really lift with your legs. Yeah. And you can like realize you're, sh- you're shoveling it. And then when you realize you made a big pile that you then have to move again because you didn't throw it far enough. Oh yeah. Strategic placement. That's crucial. And also you can't, if you've got like a foot of snow, you can't dig to the full bottom of the snow. You've got to like take out the first six inches. Then you've got to work on the second six inches. I think everyone knows that though. 
Yeah. Okay, this is a really good one that I still have not mastered. Okay, actually, listeners, we I need help here. I am like shedding my hair. I have a lot of hair. I have like a very thick head of hair. And I clog all the drains. So you need to unclog a drain. Uh-huh. But I feel like there's got there I always am like seeing these ads for like Shark Tank-esque type of products that'll catch all the hair. If anybody has like an amazing idea for unclogging a drain. Um, mm. how to iron. Yes. Crucial. Important. Steaming too. Iron a shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to make a bed. I read an excellent book called Make Your Bed. Always Make Your Bed. Yeah. I think we've talked about it. It's a great book. Okay. It's about um, like starting your day off, right? Right. It like was just kind of, it's like do. written by like an like a It's a military concept. Yes, right? but it's yeah. yes, but it's just like good life lessons for kids on like dis- like self-discipline and kind of mm-hmm. like pursuing mm-hmm. excellence. Well, I think it helps word off loneliness. You know how we did two episodes of um on loneliness? It sounds really weird. But I think for children, if they have a structure that they think that they can't break every day, right? Like, I think part of the thing when you hear about people, I mean, obviously, this is not the root of it, right? But like, people are depressed. This clearly is not all of it. But right, like, it's you, your tendency is to stay in bed and not get dressed for the day. And I think the whole make a bed concept is literally the day starts, you open your eyes, you have this impulse of like, I must get out of bed. I must make my bed. Right. So it makes it like a barrier to getting back into the bed. Mm-hmm. And I must like put on my, my, my clothes, which include shoes, right. Which prevents you also from crawling back into bed. Like you're kind of ready and it kind of thrusts you out into the world versus like allows you to maybe curl back up. So this is actually like a big problem I'm having right now because I I understand the value of telehealth and I understand the like benefits and how it's mm-hmm. like uh, you know pros and cons of anything right but like mm-hmm. I want to get out of my house like I do not want I do go to school online I do all my work online I talk to yeah. you online like I would like to get out of oh, the sorry. house and put on high heels do it and i know and i imagine that well but like i can't because i need a quiet private place and like to do all my work and like that's the best place to do that is alone in my home office but like you're ready to be in the world again yes i am very much ready and yeah and you know and i get it that it's a place of like well i haven't had to do that so i've got sort Mm -hmm. of the the grass is always greener but man i really want to just like wear pants again or just a dress or something yeah, well, I'm just talking about. I'm looking at my like yoga pants. I want to wear proper pants. I want to wear zippers. zippers. You want to go? You want to go get dressed up and go to work? Yeah. Okay, I like it. I respect that. Which I mean, yeah. I haven't. You know, I, could, I understand I could get old, and I understand. I'd like, hopefully, the good news. You know, hopefully, it'll be like people can have more of a balanced life. They can be like, look, I, mm-hmm. I saw working from. I saw the benefits of it. I want to do it two days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think but it's I a lovely feel- balance to be able to get dressed up you know, every now and then, but not have to be dressed up. Every not day. five days a week, but three, that might yeah, be, that might lovely. be a good structure, right? Beautiful structure. I totally agree. Okay. Um, okay. Grocery shop, hopefully people, but th- these are things you need to teach kids to do. I really do believe because there's one down the list, um, which is like how to fly in an airport. And I think that actually you'd be surprised if you asked your child, like at the moment you pull up on the curb of the airport to like navigate you and get you to the plane, how it, it seems counter into it seems intuitive not counterintuitive it seems intuitive but i don't think it is so like okay, even though I will grocery you, shopping is simple to us i don't think it's simple to our children boots i will i will give credit where credit is due boots has really been intentional about teaching our children how to travel 
And so whenever we get to the airport, he's like, this is John's airport. He's like, okay, John, get us on the plane. And then John has to go in and like enter our confirmation numbers and check our bags. And then, you know, once we get security, he's like, John, what gate are we at? And so John will have to navigate it. And then when we land, he's like, we're in Houston. It's going to be Anna Drew's flight. And oh, that's fun. He, so he makes a different kid, like, be our leader. Yeah, and, I mean, and I, I think my children would do better in an airport than a grocery store, to be honest. Because yeah, my kids have not I, been to a grocery store because I'm shopping online and it comes, you know, they're never in a grocery store. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually need to get them into a grocery store more. Okay, okay set the table. Going back to the car theme, we've got jumpstart a car, fill a car with gas. Good, yeah. good ideas. Um, Uber Lyft safety. I don't really, I actually feel super safe with Uber and Lyft. They're all like satellite controlled. Yeah. Do you feel date? I actually feel safe. I, I remember I, I used to feel very scared when I got into taxis. Like when I was going a far way, like if I was going to the airport. I would yeah, but like, taxis a long time ago, because there was no, I mean, you really, you were just jumping in with a strange person, but now yeah. Uber and Lyft, I mean, that's the thing. Like they're all satellite controlled. I feel very safe in Uber and Lyft. Right. Right. I um, do feel. Probably safer than just riding in actually an unregulated taxi. Right. You know um, what, you know what I'm, you know what, well, speaking of like kind of the combo between traveling and safety mm-hmm. is like teaching your children, like how to travel, like staying in a hostel. Like that was terrifying. Oh, right. So you, I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, you haven't done that? Mm-mm. You have to like, I, we would, yeah, we would stay in ones that we would like try to like not be like super cheap because it's not mm-hmm. safe, you know? Oh, where you're just sleeping in a giant dorm room type of thing? Yeah. Right. That does sound a little scary. Yeah. Okay, but so I'm also I- the one who got a single always in college. <laughs> so I love friends. I love to be social, but I do need you my own. You always had a single in college. No, I did. I did. And isn't that interesting? Like freshman year, didn't know anyone, had no friends, but I knew <laughs> like single, single for me. That was something I like was very firm on. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'll get a double to make friends. And then I moved oh, out. <laughs> oh, you did. You would have gotten like a quadruple knowing you. Okay. Pay taxes. That's important. Um, outdoor safety. That's kind of a biggie. I don't even know if we can address that. Outdoor safety. Internet safety. Where do you see outdoor well, safety? It's at the oh, very bottom. I see you're reading the it the, up to up. You're reading set a clock. reading the list bottom to top, which is interesting. I'm um, just out- reading it as I. <laughs> yeah. Outdoor re- safety is oh. kind of a big one. I'll give that a beep too proper tipping oh that's crucial and i think yeah i could i could do an entire episode we actually should let's table that because i would love to if we could find a tipping expert no i am a tipping expert it's me like you have one i actually i don't claim to be an expert in many things i'm an excellent tipper and someone wrote in of like oh one time we got a comment that oh i give bad tips and they were completely misrepresenting what i was discussing like i will go to the gauntlet that i'm an amazing tipper okay well well, let's 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 table this. I want to do a tipping episode. Make coffee. Okay. Dude. It's a great life skill. Can I just tell you, though, I've been trying to drink less coffee because I drink too much and I'm worried about, like, cortisol making me gain weight and all these other reasons. Anyway, I have found this new product, Graham. We should see if they want to advertise on our show. It's called Ticino. <laughs> what? It's just so you. Keep going. T-E-E-C-H-I-N-O. Ticino. It's made of hickory tea. 
and like okay. a bunch of like herbs it's an herbal tea but i don't like tea per se like i'll take a okay. tea in the evening but like is it made of chicory by any chance are you sure it's hickory and chicory not chicory, chicory yeah okay. chicory sounds good keep going Proceed. I, it sounds to me i was saying the boots this morning i'm like i think because he's like is this made out of mushrooms and i'm like no i think this is like the tea from like the you know in paris like in world war ii you would drink when you couldn't get regular tea and he's like i love that you tell the story because i've read i read the i've read the nightingale like 10 times and he's like i love that you talk about paris during world war ii like you were there you always talk about paris like ah oh, world war ii like you know it's like you were not actually in world war ii kirsten so but anyway i think it i think if i read the nightingale if anyone's read the nightingale i think it's the same copy they had then but anyway it's it's herbal tea and it doesn't make you it, it has the it has like a robust taste. It has it's that like, umami, that fifth taste. Well, that's like chicory drinking, tea is French. That's what they drink in New Orleans. That's okay, it's the, like drinking. Um, it's like drinking like non-alcoholic beer. Like when you want to have like the ritual and the taste, mm. but you don't want the effects. That's what it's like. So I'm down to one cup of coffee a day, which is huge for me. That is huge. Mm -hmm. As I as I actually just took a sip of my coffee, I could drink I don't nine cups of coffee. I'm doesn't, not I'm, even jealous. Doesn't even. But to see, if coffee doesn't phase me. I could drink it at midnight and I'd go straight to sleep. Oh, you're like my parents. Okay, Graham, would you please teach me plant care? Mm, I get a B in plant care. I'm not. I'm not so bad. I'm hit or miss. I have some plants that just want to thrive under my tutelage, and then others that just don't do well. But I also live in a crazy climate, so. And I have a lot of plants to keep up with. So, but I do think one thing, and we touched upon this before, people don't have enough plants in their houses. I look at these design sites that are so gorgeous and all these beautiful websites and all these pictures of like gorgeous rooms and whatever. And I'm like, they are gorgeous. I totally agree, but they're dead without the life of plants. Like, are, do they have room, plants in the ads or in the pictures? No, like if, if you look at these gorgeous, gorgeous homes that are, you know, or even Instagram accounts, count how many plants people have. And you can just, it just it finishes a room. You don't have to be like a crazy plant person. Wait, are you, I don't understand. Are you saying these rooms, what, what is catching your eye that we don't realize is, is the absence oh. is the absence of plants. So the few things that I noticed that are like my pet peeves is bookshelves without books, right? Where people are just decorating these days or like faux books, right? That bothers me. Um, houses without plants in every room. Like, you know, how they say there's supposed to be a mirror in every well-decorated room. No, you're always have to have supposed to have a mirror in a room somewhere, something that like reflects light. It's just kind of like a thing. You have to make sure you have one somewhere. Um, I just don't understand a room that doesn't have a plant in it. Mm. Yeah, I have no. It's plant. not finished to me. It would be like not having you, a lamp. You, a lamp well, see, you need lamp. to come to my house where it's just empty vases. Like no, I literally I totally have like empty vases sitting there with some dirt in the bottom. And I'm just like, meh. We get you, house just, you just need, I mean, there's so many low maintenance plants these days. Yeah. Yeah. There's not one low maintenance enough for me. <laughs> really bad. There you go. Well, now you know my pet peeve. Check credit score. That's crucial. But here's the problem. Every time you check it, it goes down. It dings it. I know. I don't understand that. I totally agree. You should not be checking your like credit that score is that the, often. Yes. Like, That's messed what, up, too. It's we even so discussed messed that? up. On what planet is that? like the person being responsible get a ding? I totally agree. hundred percent. I don't or understand Or like the that. idea that you have to like, like my, my parents were talking about when they were like, you know, in, 
in school and they were saying when my dad was in medical school and they're like, yeah, we had to take out, we were talking about loans and whatever. And she's like, well, we took out loans because we wanted to buy a house. So we had to like establish that we were, <laughs> it's like, what kind of land is it where you have to borrow money to like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. prove you can pay us back? I mean, it's oh, just yeah. the whole system's a little cuckoo. Yeah. I remember we, we had opened some like line of credit or I don't even remember what it was a long time ago. And they offered us this astronomical amount of money. And I was like, we will never take that much money. Like, why would we want that? Like, please, no, thank you. And I remember turning it down initially and, and cause thinking, you know, that's going to, I have a perfect credit score. Like, I don't want to ding that, you know, but in, in retrospect, they give you, you, you raise your credit score based upon, how much more indebtedness you take on it's the that's a head scratcher to me yes 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 or like when i applied for um when i applied for my student loans for graduate school and like you get they like paid me tuition but then i also got like a living housing allowance and a living allowance and i'm like well like i'm a stay-at-home mom like i'm you know and but part of me was kind of like who like i could use a lifestyle upgrade (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't take it. But get okay, a, get a tear and don't follow go. a recipe. I've got a little girl who loves to cook, and I've got a, and I've got a, I've got a, my middle child loves to cook too. Follow recipes. They all actually, you know what? I've done like the Hello Fresh with the kids. Uh huh. Love that. They really enjoy that. Yeah, those are fun. Those those really are fun. You know, we need to get on our show, and she'll never come. She's like really big. In fact, she's. We need to do an episode on hers. This Tegan Gerard girl, the half baked harvest. Do you know she's bigger than Ina Garden? What is half baked harvest? Harvest. Oh please, are you kidding me? Now no. that's that's rock level. How do you not know this? Rock like the rock. Like you're living under a rock. The fact that I know this and you don't. Tegan Gerard, half baked harvest. She's like one of the biggest food cooking Instagram blah 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 stars of our time. Wow. She makes these gorgeous. You have to follow her. Um, it's you're gonna Kirsten. You love to cook. How do you not know about this? I don't know. She's a big, 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 big deal. Um, it's it, she's actually kind of she's young and lives in it seems like rural Colorado somewhere like maybe in the middle of nowhere not quite sure but she has she's one of maybe seven eight children something like that and they're very Colorado kind of just I don't I don't quite understand I don't understand also what her um value proposition is because it seems like she gives away all of her recipes and she doesn't do a lot of press and a lot of publicity all the time. She has cookbooks, but also you can get all of her recipes for free. And she's churning them out. And they're beautiful. They're fabulous. And her Instagram site is the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. Okay. She's Thank legitimately you. more popular than Ina Garden. I just started watching Ina Garden like two weeks ago. I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah. How could you not be? She's delightful. Well, I've just but, never um, like seen the show. I obviously knew her. But okay. Graham, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to tell you, but one of my life skills is to podcast with efficiency. I love it. Wrap it up. We know know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Yeah. Know when to walk away. Okay. Well, I thought this was a delightful episode. It was a cute little list. It is a good list. It's made me think, what about all the things like, oh, they have how to apologize on here. How to admit when you were wrong. You're an amazing apologizer. You don't even have to work on that. I'm sure your your children just know. I'm excellent at apologizing and I'm excellent at admitting when I'm wrong. You're very, those are amazing skills. So few uh, people truly. do that. We should yeah, give a lesson in that because you, you nail that. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your time today. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and welcome home. And that's all we have from Kirsten and Graham. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Welcome Home. If you're interested in hearing more from the iconic best friend duo, please subscribe, tell your friends about us, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for giveaways and other exciting updates. Until next time, welcome home.